Welcome back to the Joke Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 13. Uh, this is just a little beginning part added. We got Monday Night Football, Game 5, Vegas, Dallas. Uh, the second half of this was recorded Monday before I knew what happened in any of these games. So I just kind of had to, to fudge it and assume I knew. Uh, let's start Monday Night Football. Uh, Steelers beat the Giants in the first game, 26-16. This was, this was a defensive battle. The Giants had every opportunity in the first half to take control and put the Steelers in a hole because, I mean, Big Ben didn't really look great. Uh, I like the Steelers' offense, I think. I, I really like, I mean, the wide receiver core, adding Chase Claypool to Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster, and Smith-Schuster scored two touchdowns in this game. I like their running, kind of like their running back by committee. It's a uh, uh, Benny Snell, James Conner, and uh, Samuels. The kind of, it's a good group offensively. I thought Daniel Jones looked he looked okay. I mean, it's the first game of the year. You can never expect everyone to be perfect. Uh, Saquon Barkley, a little a little quiet. Again, not a big fantasy guy, but I think it probably would have made everyone upset or everyone that drafted him upset. 15 rushes for six yards, I think. I think that's more telling of the Steelers' defense, which, I mean, is elite. And I think watching them in this game really makes me excited for that Steelers-Ravens matchup that we're going to get twice this year. For the Giants, I mean, Darius Slayton, I mean, I I didn't expect him to be the number one uh, receiver on this team. Six receptions, 102 yards, and two touchdowns. Saquon did uh, produce in the passing game, six, six receptions, 60 yards. Sterling Shepard, six receptions, 47 yards. Evan Ingram is probably the disappointment because I was really excited to see what he could do this year. Two receptions for nine yards. Uh, in terms of the Steelers, Big Ben, or uh, Daniel Jones, uh, two, uh, 26 for 41 passing, 279 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, three sacks. Again, it's just telling of this defense. This defense is legit as as much as people probably don't want to admit it big ben he didn't look that good still put up good numbers 21 for 32 passing 222 yard 229 yards and three touchdowns benny snell like i said 19 rushes 113 yards it's pretty impressive james connor six rushes for nine yards even big ben three rushes for nine yards big ben roethlisberger who is near the end of his career now outran saquon at least in the run game chase claypool got a run that uh closed out the game again jalen samuels they have a really good group juju six receptions 69 yards two touchdowns deontay johnson six receptions 57 yards claypool two receptions 39 yards uh James Washington, even two receptions, 34 yards and a touchdown. Eric Ebron, I thought, and Vance McDonald were kind of the two quiet parts of the offense. I think them having two pretty talented tight ends is going to be good for them. Going forward, I mean, this is obviously now uh, the Steelers fall into the category where they beat a not-so-great team. The Giants made it close late, but 
they're not going to be to the level of a- even AFC playoff teams. Uh, next up, Tennessee, Denver. Uh, both defenses, for as much credit as they've gotten in the past, looked a little shaky. The Broncos' defense made two pretty big plays, stopping a fourth down and and a third down to get the ball back. I mean, the real story for, for Tennessee is Steven Guskowski. He makes one field goal, which was for the win, for the win, 16-14. Four attempts. Uh, he goes one for two on extra points. He almost blew that game for them. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, as much as I picked Denver because I thought Denver making him throw was going to be a problem, but he, he rose to the occasion, 249 yards and two touchdowns. Derrick Henry, 31 rushes, 116 yards. It was really funny before the game, uh, or I think it was... Sunday, while they were heading to Denver, uh, Mike Vrabel, the head coach of Tennessee, was wearing a mask that said, please give the ball to Derrick Henry, which clearly they would listen to that for this game. Uh, in terms of offensive production, Corey Davis, seven receptions, 101 yards and a touchdown. Adam Humphreys, six receptions, 47 yards. A.J. Brown, five receptions, 39 yards. Derrick Henry, three receptions, 15 yards. I don't think it really... Even Johnu Smith, I mean, four receptions, 36 yards, and a touchdown, I think. Uh, that This isn't a deep group, but clearly Derrick Henry is clearly showing that he's enough to take control of this offense. And I think at this point, they're the best team in the division, and it looks like they're going to get that division crown. In terms of Drew Locke, who I mean, I think a lot of people were high on this year, um, me included. I, I thought he looked okay. 22 for 33 passing, 216 yards and a touchdown. No turnovers. I thought that was good. Uh, uh, two fumbles, but they didn't lose them. Uh, I kind of liked his, I liked his mobility. His arm is still a little shaky. Overthrew. Uh, I think it was late in the fourth quarter. He overthrew uh, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, Deshaun Hamilton, sorry, by maybe five yards deeper in the end zone than he needed to. He has a big arm. I think he just needs to learn to control it. I liked his movement. I thought him moving out of the pocket a lot, kind of making time, creating space. I thought that was great. Um, In terms of production, I thought... Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, the numbers don't don't really show it. Gordon, fifteen rushes, seventy-eight yards, and a touchdown. Philip Lindsay, seven rushes, twenty-four yards. Even catching out of the backfield, Lindsay, one reception, eleven yards. Gordon, three, three receptions for eight yards. Gordon did lose that fumble, but I mean, even uh, Royce Freeman, that's. Not really a three-headed monster. It's a two-headed monster with a third guy you can you can rely on at some points. Uh, I mean, my pick for offensive rookie of the year didn't look great. He also fumbled four receptions, 56 yards. The real, to me, the story, I mean, I liked all the weapons that Denver had. I, I know um, Cortland Sutton didn't play, but... Noah Fant, five receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. That's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, even Tim Patrick, they kind of have guys that 
that are going to fill in Jake Butt, Tyree Cleveland, uh, Nick Vanette. They kind of have, I mean, three tight ends that are reliable. Noah Fant is <clears throat> definitely the number one, but I thought their offense looked a good defense, losing Von Miller. Bradley Chubb did make an impact, but not as much as I, I think they would have hoped for. And the same goes for Tennessee, Jadavian Clowney. Not really, uh, I don't want to say the biggest impact, but um, he's out there. Two tackles, assist a tackle. It's <clears throat> nothing, nothing insane, but he's also getting used to this offense. And it's early in the season, their defense. There's only, again, the Broncos made two stops to get Drew Locke the ball back. He gave the ball right back, and they had one interception that came back for, or uh, that came back because of a penalty. So, yeah, that's week one of the NFL season. Uh, Second half, again, is going to be the rest of Sunday's action. Um, And ball playoff action. Dallas does take down Vegas. I was trying to talk vague enough and also kind of hope and assume that Vegas was going to pull this out game five, keep their season, at least go and get to a game six. I mean, all the numbers pointed towards Vegas being the better team. Dallas just here just has that playoff magic. Vegas is up 2 nothing going into the third period. They score, they score once fairly early. Jamie Benn score another one late and then in overtime Dennis Garyanov who you can't really say I mean I think Miro Heiskanen has been the best player for Dallas in these playoffs besides Anton Hudobin who stepped who stood on his head and has now led this team to the Stanley Cup final probably getting himself a starting job next year I think this just really sucks for Vegas like and Dallas Dallas because of their depth, because of a line like Kiviranta, Rupe Hints, and Dennis Gurionov, they could put Tyler Sagan, Alex Radulov, and Jamie Benn all on a line together, which is a pretty lethal group. And now they're on their way to the Stanley Cup final. They're waiting uh, Tampa Bay, the Islanders. Uh, that'll be in the second half, their last game. Tampa Bay has a chance to close out the series Tuesday. And uh, yeah. Let's take a break and head over to rest of week one and the playoff action from the weekend. And we're back. Uh, NFL week one. Weekend playoff action coming up, but let's let's start in the NFL. Seattle at Atlanta. Atlanta just gets destroyed. They come back late. Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, I think, had the two best scoring or yardage outputs still lost i mean these teams they're exactly who i thought they were 38 25 russell wilson four touchdowns i think that's a great start for me in his mvp campaign the falcons defense looks horrible they're gonna have to score 35 plus points a game in order to be competitive at all i thought they'd hover around 500 watching that defense makes me Makes me a little bit worried. Seattle's got New England coming in next weekend, and we'll get to them. Uh, Atlanta's playing Dallas, who we'll also get to them a little bit later. Uh, Next up, Cleveland at Baltimore. It feels weird saying at just because 
it isn't another team stadium. There's no fans. There's pumped in crowd noise except for the few states in the U.S. right now that are currently allowing fans. Baltimore, though, absolutely just routes the Browns. And I think the Browns every year are the team that everyone says... This could be their year. They could put it together this year. I just, I, I wasn't going to buy it this year. I I took the Ravens. I liked the spread. They absolutely destroyed them. Lamar Jackson, three touchdowns. I thought J.K. Dobbins looked really good, especially for a rookie running back coming in. He scores two touchdowns and has a couple of key blocks, too, that allowed for... Uh, some key plays. Mark Andrews gets the first touchdown of the game, a pretty impressive one-hand catch in the back of the end zone. It's kind of hard for a lot of these teams, and I think it's Seattle, I think it's Baltimore, it's Buffalo, it's New England. I guess you could put the Chargers in there too. New Orleans. They all kind of played teams. I mean, Tampa Bay, again, we'll get there, but... These are teams you just, yeah, I can't, I wouldn't would actually put New, uh, New Orleans, Tampa Bay in that. But uh, Seattle, Baltimore, Buffalo, New England. Those are teams you want to see them play a fellow good team before you really cash in or really want to cash in on them. For the Browns, I mean, rushing attack wasn't there. Kareem Hunt, 72 yards. Nick Chubb, 60 yards. You can't have that kind of production. Baker Mayfield, 21 for 39, a touchdown and an interception. I think the best thing that's come out of this is in December, Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry were both applauding and celebrating the contract extension for Marcus Peters, one of the uh, Ravens' defensive backs. And Landry, five receptions, 61 yards. Beckham Jr., who I think has really just always been talk ever since his feud with Josh Norman a few years ago. Three receptions, 22 yards. It's just, it's really not enough. I don't believe in this Cleveland team at this point watching them. I think they finished last. They play Thursday against Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. That's coming up a little sooner, but just in general, I thought Burrow looked good, and I think he might be better than Baker Mayfield. I just don't, I don't trust the guy. His body language, his performance, just nothing indicates to me that he's going to be a star quarterback. Next up, Buffalo, New York Jets. Josh Allen, a good start. I said that was definitely the key for this Bills team this year. They have a very key competitor with them again this year, but the Bills might might have enough this year. Their offense looks looks pretty good. They have some decent weapons. Obviously, Josh Allen was their leading rusher, 14 rushes for 57 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he, he reminds me, I don't want to say Cam Newton, little Cam Newton-ish. And he threw for 300 yards. Stephon Diggs, eight receptions, 86 yards. Uh, John Brown, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, even Singletary and Zach Moss. Uh, Isaiah uh, McKenzie, yep. Um, they just kind of got everyone a part of it. They kicked two field goals late. They win by 10. They definitely didn't show. The score should have been a lot worse. I mean, for Darnold, still 215 yards, three sacks, an interception, a touchdown. Uh, Le'Veon Bell hurt during the game. Uh, Josh Adams, the former Notre Dame running back, actually, with uh, the only... Uh, with the only rushing touchdown. I mean, uh, 
Jamison Crowder had that huge run. I mean, he ends up with 115 yards receiving. That's, that's pretty impressive. I just, I think especially that this Jets team now doesn't have Jamal Adams in their secondary. I think they just, they crumble throughout the year, and I don't, I don't think Darnold's it. I just, I think he might need a fresh start. That's why even when I look back on that draft, I had the Browns taking Darnold first because I just didn't believe they'd take Baker. And I thought Darnold was more of a polished quarterback coming out. Uh, Next game up, the Las Vegas Raiders. A little weird to think about and say. uh, They beat the Carolina Panthers 34-30. I mean, Josh Jacobs, the real story, runs for three touchdowns. Derek Carr, pretty good game. 239 yards and a touchdown. Henry Ruggs looked like he got hurt at one point still. Three receptions, 55 yards. Uh, They have a lot of pieces that... I mean, if they work, they really could be challenging for a playoff spot. Obviously, Carr, Josh Jacobs, Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller, Nelson Aguilar caught a touchdown, uh, Devontae Booker even, uh, Jalen Richard, Hunter Renfro. I mean, they have the corpse of Jason Witten, but I mean, he's still a veteran presence. And I picked Carolina going into this because I didn't think if they everyone really respected their weapons enough and I mean I think they showed I mean McCaffrey 23 yard 23 rushes for 96 yards not really not really that great still two touchdowns uh Bridgewater 22 for 34 270 yards and a touchdown I I think this receiving core is really Robbie and is really good Robbie Anderson six receptions 115 yards and a touchdown uh, DJ Moore, four receptions, 54 yards. Curtis Samuel, five receptions, 38 yards. Even McCaffrey, three receptions, 38 yards. I just think they have, I mean, defensively, I think it's definitely going to be a concern that they might be in all these shootouts. But for now, I like it. I think Bridgewater getting that starting spot, uh, or at least earning the starting spot, is good for Carolina. And I think at the end of the game, they kind of ran into some ran into some unfortunate events but i mean the raiders at the end of the game at the end of the day they really took them down one of the one of the better games of the day up next chicago at detroit chicago down 17 uh going in or in, in the fourth quarter they come back and win 27 23 mitch trubisky pulls a matt stafford and leads a fourth quarter comeback for Matt Stafford, I feel so bad for him that he just came back. That team's season really imploded last year once he got hurt. He comes back, leads them down. They have that they have a game winning drive, it looks like, and DeAndre Swift, the uh, rookie Georgia running back, drops the ball. It looks like he's trying to run up field when he catches the ball. Uh just a rookie mistake. I mean, it it really sucks for him, but I mean I mean, for me, I, I I picked the Bears, but I thought the lines looked better the whole game, and then the Bears needed that miracle, and I think Trubisky already has saved his job just in week one. Someone who I don't think, though, has saved their job. It's Phillip Rivers. I picked the Colts. I actually bet on the Colts. Uh, everything you could think of, I just thought the Jaguars would be bad. And I would have fun getting to bet on them. Nope. Uh, Gardner Minshew goes 19 for 20. 
the Jaguars are hanging around the whole game. Phillip Rivers, 363 yards. Sure, great numbers, two interceptions, including the one that cost them the game. Uh, I'm out on the Colts. I don't know why. I never thought I would be in on them. I bought into the hype, I think. I mean, honestly, in the next few weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if they go to Jacoby Brissett. Phillip Rivers is the same quarterback he was last year. Might be even worse with a better offensive line. It's just, that's just the reality of it. They have three running backs, I think. uh, I think it was Marlon Mack is, looks like he might be out for the year. I mean, they still have uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, but at the end of the day, it just might be enough, especially with Houston didn't look horrible against Kansas City. At the end of the day, it is still the Chiefs. Tennessee, they're playing. Uh, They already played Monday night by the time this is out. Uh, yeah, I think the Colts are in trouble, and it's week one, and I don't, I don't want to overreact it too much, but I just, I don't trust them. Next up, we got Green Bay, Minnesota, the shootout of the day. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looked great, forty-three, thirty-four, the final score. I mean. Devontae Adams, two touchdown passes. I mean, if we we go and look at Aaron Rodgers, 364 yards, four touchdowns. That's an Aaron Rodgers game. Everyone loved Minnesota, their defense. They just haven't been together long enough. I just, I don't know. I can never really fully trust Kirk Cousins, no matter how good he looks. They were in it, but Rodgers in that offense, he doesn't need superstars. He has Devontae Adams, who I would say is a star, but then they have... Alan Lazard and Marquez uh, Valdez Scantling. They have uh, the tight end that I'm forgetting his name, uh, uh, Diguara, who, I mean, one reception, 12 yards, but he's still, I still, re- I remember that play just because of the pass Rodgers through, and he can make all these guys good. They still have Jamal Williams out of the backfield. Even Aaron Jones, these guys can catch it out of the backfield. This, I still don't support them drafting Jordan Love in the first round and not giving Rodgers more weapons, but he's going to make it work no matter what. Uh, next up, New England takes down Miami. Cam Newton, the real story. Uh, Patriots win uh, 21-11. A lot of weird scores on this day. Uh, Cam Newton, 15 rushes, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Passing-wise, another 155 uh, 155 yards. I think the real thing for this Patriots team is kind of what everyone thought Brady's problem was, which was there aren't too many weapons. Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry, and then the three-headed monster, I guess you can call it, out of the backfield. Uh, James White, Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle. They also played J.J. Taylor a little bit. Four rushes, 28 yards, a catch for four yards. Nothing, nothing crazy ridiculous, but, I mean, Cam Newton, I think, was the real story. He looks like a battering ram, and, I mean, this Patriots defense was the number one defense last year, and... Fitzpatrick, 191 yards, three interceptions. 
that felt like it should have been more of a blowout than it was. I'm not going to really discredit the Patriots for that because it's week one. You're still trying to figure out your team. You had no preseason, but I think them and Buffalo, that's going to be a great race for the AFC East crown. Uh, Next up, we'll go over to the NFC East. Uh, The Washington football team beats the Eagles 27-17. I think the real story of this day has to be that Washington defense. I liked Washington. I thought they were a fun, frisky team. I didn't know if it would be Haskins or uh, Alex Smith. I thought Alex Smith was a great story. Eagles dominate early. They... Score the first three, or score the first two touchdowns to field goal, and after that, it was just all, all Washington. Uh, Haskins, I have to, I have to give him credit. 178 yards and a touchdown. He did enough to lead them. Uh, running, running, running wise, Antonio Gibson, Peyton Barber are kind of replacing, uh, or. I guess I don't want to say replace uh, Darius Geis, uh, who was eliminated, or uh, eliminated, who was uh, released, cut after some uh, legal issues. Uh, they kind of pieced it together, both combined for twenty six rushes and uh, just about 50, uh, uh, Gibson thirty six yards, Barber twenty nine. Um, again, offensively. They don't really have that many weapons. I know we all knew McLaurin was good. Uh, Steven Sims, Logan Thomas, Dontrell Inman, and then Gibson and J.D. Uh, JD McKissick all kind of contributing. But the real, the real difference in this game was the eight sacks from Washington. I mean, that defensive line's great. Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan, uh... Chase Young, uh, Deron Payne. They just they have the pieces and they have the interchangeable pieces that they can all get the rest they need and still be effective. So, I mean, I think this is a big problem for the Eagles going forward. I think the Wentz train, I mean, they got Jalen Raker who got open a few times. I think they have a lot of straight line guys, so they're really just going to have to I think Carson Wentz is going to go, if they have a successful year, I think he'll get compared to Joe Flacco because he's just going to have to throw the ball downfield. And that's really his, not his only move. I mean, this team was also missing Miles Sanders and Lane Johnson, which are pretty two pretty big parts of the offense. So you can't completely overreact. But I don't know. I think this is, this is more of I liked watching that Washington team. And I mean, next, next week they play Arizona and they're coming up. I think that's going to be a great matchup of a great offense and great defense. Uh, next up, LA Chargers beat the Bengals 16-13. I thought Joe Burrow, I liked this team. I liked their over. I thought they were going to win about six games. Joe Burrow, 193 yards. The really the one play was the interception in which he kind of tried to shovel a pass and it went right into the arms of Melvin Ingram. Joe Mixon, 19 rushes, 69 yards. Uh, and a fumble. Joe Burrow, eight rushes, 46 yards, and a touchdown. I I really liked it, the design run that they set for Burrow, and 
That was his first career touchdown. Uh, Receiving-wise, I I do really like this group. I mean, A.J. Green, uh, that tight end, uh, Ozuma, Tyler Boyd, Gio Bernard, John Ross. They kind of have... they have the pieces where in a three wide receiver set, it's Green, Boyd, and Ross. That's a that's a number one receiver, a guy who uh, a guy in Boyd who has gotten a thousand yards the last two seasons, and John Ross, who's just he's a burner. I mean, the the only thing, the only reason why this game ended the way it did was Joe Burrow actually like a very successful two minute drill. Brought them down to within field goal range, and AJ Green offensive pass interference negated Burrow's first touchdown and the lead. And then uh, the Bengals kicker, who, if it was still Randy Bullock, injured his calf. I thought he tore his hamstring because he shanked a field goal to tie the game to even send it to overtime. And the Chargers get the ball back, kneel it, and. That's the game, which really sucks for Burrow and really sucks for this Bengals team. Bengals team, yeah. But I think they play Thursday night against the Browns. I think this is going to be a great time to make a statement, and they're going to really show me if they're legit now. Next up, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. I mean, this is two teams that kind of were in similar positions, older quarterbacks. Apparently before the game came out, that if Breeze didn't come back, that Brady might have gone to the Saints. And I think the Saints are a perfect team for Brady. It's built so well around Breeze. And Brady looks kind of old. I didn't. I don't like saying it because obviously he's great. I think they have three great tight ends. I think they have two really good receivers. Mike Evans had one, t- one catch in the fourth quarter and it was a touchdown sure but the saints were up big they were running Taysom hill plays and double passes and i just think the saints look a lot better and i was slowly buying into the hype that maybe the saints are old and maybe drew Brees is washed up but 34 23 doesn't really tell the story of this game the saints kind of dominated start to finish and the buccaneers got a few garbage time touchdowns which was funny brady throws a pick six while Jameis Winston, the Buccaneers quarterback last year, who got all the flack for throwing 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, Brady throws a pick six right in front of him. I don't think it's time for Tampa Bay to panic. I think we need to see them week two. We need to see what they can do against Carolina. It's a good matchup for them. And I don't know. I mean, for the Saints, it's just keep moving forward. My question before the year was... Are are they ready to get over their playoff demons? And this regular season game isn't going to prove that to me yet. I think come playoff time, this team is always different. All right, last game of the, I guess, day games on Sunday. Arizona at San Francisco. And, I mean, the 49ers, I, I was too skittish to pick the Cardinals to actually win. They do win 24-20. This is the 49ers Super Bowl hangover. I don't I mean I I really think that there's a chance that all four teams in the NFC West could make the playoffs. 
I mean, Arizona's offense just looks potent. They look elite. Kyler Murray running all over the field. He has a number one option in DeAndre Hopkins. And if you go double DeAndre Hopkins, okay, he's going to throw it to Christian Kirk or Larry Fitzgerald. They have Kenyon Drake in the backfield. I just think that offense is potent enough that it can put up 35, 40 points every week. And their defense stepped up. I mean... That's not what anybody really expected. Buda Baker got a big extension is proving that. Isaiah Simmons just kind of all over the field. I think if Arizona has a decent enough defense, they might win this division. I mean, I know Seattle looked really good, and, I mean, the Rams are up next, but, I mean, the 49ers could be in trouble. I know everyone everyone kind of liked them as the Super Bowl hangover and oh they can never repeat what they did last year I think they still could but I think this hangover might might last a couple weeks before they really figure it out and I think they need Debo Samuel back they need offensive playmakers and they miss Emmanuel Sanders who not that he did that much in the Saints game but they still miss a guy like that on the field his presence all right last game up Dallas at the LA Rams, new SoFi Stadium, looked great. The Rams jerseys did not look good. I don't like them at all. I did, The blue and yellow is so simple. I don't know why they didn't just use their home jerseys from last year, this the classic blue and yellow, and just turn that into white into a white jersey. And their jerseys in Caldwell, I think it's called Bone was the color. It doesn't look good. The Rams, though, kind of have pieced this thing together. They signed Jalen Ramsey and Cooper Cup to big extensions. Ramsey made the joke that they're playing Madden with the salary cap off. I loved that. I mean, they're paying a lot of guys, but they're kind of stitching it together. They're kind of piecing it together, and they looked good. Mike McCarthy just looks like Jason Garrett. This Cowboys team, I don't know why I trusted them this week on a Sunday, week one. I should have just picked the Rams. They were the safer pick. They're at home, opening the new stadium. Everything pointed towards the Rams winning, but I just thought the Cowboys offense would be good enough to put up 40 points. But clearly the Rams defense and Aaron Donald, is they're, they're, a, different, they're a different beast this year, I guess. All right, that's it for football. I mean, obviously the top of this had Monday night. Uh, let's move on now. We got still got playoff action. It's dwindling down quite a bit. Um, only two hockey games besides Vegas Dallas, which was in the first first little bit first segment, I guess. Uh, it was the game five in overtime. Uh, Game four, Dallas goes up 3-1. Vegas throws the kitchen sink at Anton Hudobin. And I don't know why I kept betting on, oh, this this Cinderella story is going to end. It's really not. Dallas is legit. Uh, the thing I noticed the most was the shots. This is a tight playoff game. It's a 2-1 win for Dallas. Uh, first period, shots 13-5 to for uh, Vegas. Second period, 11-9. to third period nine to six this is such a tight checking fun series that i hope we remember it for dallas being so ridiculous that vegas dominates every statistical category possible except for wins and that really sucks for them but that's just the reality uh game yesterday kind of jammed in with football 
uh, along with the Clippers Nuggets game, which we'll get to. Uh, Tampa Bay, the New York Islanders. I I really just turned this game on, and a second period in which the Islanders score, and then it feels like ten seconds later the Lightning score, and then another I don't know twenty five thirty seconds later the Lightning score again. They end up winning four one. Uh, Andre Palat, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov. Point being back, and I said that when I made my pick, that I like Tampa Bay to go up three one in that series. Point is the star is the straw that stirs that drink for Tampa Bay. They take full control of the series. The Islanders' playoff magic looks to be running out, and even scarier for not just Tampa or not just the Islanders, but whoever wins in the West or even the Islanders. I mean, it could happen if the Islanders start coming back. Steven Stamkos is practicing with the team. He hasn't played all playoffs. He kind of did that a couple of years ago where he showed up for a game seven, but I think it's going to be interesting, especially if Stamkos comes back. I don't know who they take out of that lineup. I think it's so well balanced and they're playing so well together that right now, I mean, Vegas was the best team through the first two rounds. I think Tampa Bay has really stepped up their game in this third round. Which is where we get to look over basketball. The LA Lakers, they win game five, knock out the Houston Rockets. I think a lot of us saw this coming. The the Lakers are eight and two. They lost the fluky game one to, they lost two fluky game ones and then won four straight. They did it against Portland. They did it against Houston. Houston's going to shoot themselves out of these series. Mike D'Antoni is not coming back as their head coach. I think they really need to make some changing changes. I don't know if it's what coach it is, what they could do with their supporting cast, if they keep Russell Westbrook even. I think for the Lakers, they get a little rest now, especially with a game seven coming up. Uh, Nuggets beat the Clippers. And the Clippers just can't stop blowing leads. They blew two 16-point leads uh, through through the playoffs, through game five. I think they blew a 19-point lead against the Nuggets. The Nuggets have really, they've really done it twice where they were down 3-1 of comeback. And I think going into game seven, I think the Clippers are probably shaking in their boots. How could they... How could they be losing to this team? And they just can't stop Jokic. They just don't have an answer. Montrez Harrell and Avica Zubac are just not enough. And I mean, we all wanted, we kind of all want this LA LA series, which at the end of the day, I think Kawhi really goes game seven and I think he takes over. But at this point, who really knows? Who knows what a game seven is going to be? We saw that wacky. Denver Utah game seven which it was like 80 80 to 78 was the final score I think ultimately the Clippers win but game sevens are weird anything can happen we saw it with the Raptors team that took care of the ball so well and they just lost they lost they had 18 turnovers in a game seven game seven is just so unpredictable that you have to almost like the Nuggets to win and I mean, Nuggets, Lakers is definitely not as fun as Lakers Clippers, but we'll just have to see. And uh, Friday episode uh, be Thursday night football. Uh, Bengals Browns probably not going to be a great game, but we'll we'll live with it. Um, still talking. NHL conference finals. We might be at the Stanley Cup finals at that point. Um, NBA conference finals. Boston, Miami starts Tuesday. Uh, 
who knows when the Western Conference Final is going to start. Well, I mean, it'll probably start Wednesday. Not that much rest for whoever wins that Game 7. I'll talk about all that. Talk about football for the weekend. And, uh, yeah, if you want to follow the follow the network on instagram dion family network you can follow me at uh, jack.dion uh you can find everything that we're doing everywhere you can find your podcast uh you can find my blog daily picks nhl nba mlb a little more long form now that the nhl and the nba are into their conference or will be in their conference finals very soon uh nfl picks throughout the year just straight up and against the spread and uh besides that we'll see you next time